From interviews and investing to careers and credit, we've got you covered. WalletWatch is a podcast brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. We'll be interviewing industry experts, sharing personal stories, and even playing some fun games. Delivering financial topics in an enjoyable and interesting way. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica. And I'm Amanda. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back, Wallet Watch listeners. We are so excited to be back with a new season of Wallet Watch. My name is Amanda Khan, and I am thrilled to be returning to host Wallet Watch this season and very excited to introduce our new host, Jessica Rubio. Um, you may remember hearing her voice in as she was a guest last season, but welcome, Jessica, and welcome aboard to Wallet Watch. Thank you. Hello, Wallet Watch listeners. I am so excited to be here. Just to give you a little bit about me, I'm Jessica Rubio. I've been with the credit union almost four years. I've been in the financial industry over the last 12 years. And so I'm excited to join the podcast, kind of bring a new perspective to things, interview our guests this season. We have a really awesome season coming up. So I'm really excited. That's a little bit about me. Thanks, Jess. We're so excited you're here. So you did mention we're starting our seventh season. And this time around, we want to focus on the theme of intentional living, finances, family, and health. So each episode, we plan to explore this theme through different interviews and conversations with a variety of guests. I'm really excited about this season. So to kick us off, Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about vision, kind of creating and attaining goals. I'm personally excited about this topic because this is something very near and dear to my heart. You know, creating a vision and kind of setting that intention really helps me focus and achieve my goals that I try to set up for the year. But before we get too far into this, I would love to welcome back our guests today, which many of you are familiar with their voices, our previous Wallet Watch hosts and fellow financial educators, Lindsay Morgan and Devante Montgomery. Welcome. Thanks, everybody, for having us back. We're so excited to be here and be sharing an, another episode with you. Yes, thank you all for having us. It's a little weird being on the other side of this thing now, like a guest and whatnot, but I'm excited to be here. We're happy you're here. Well, thanks again, Devante and Lindsay, for joining us. So kind of to get everyone's ears rolling and thinking about our focus for this episode today, what kind of strategies do you all have to create that vision? And what are the things that you do once you have that vision created to kind of get you started and get on track with attaining that vision? All right. So... I want to, of course, answer it in two parts. So first, I want to talk about kind of my strategy when I'm getting ready to kind of set those intentions and set that vision. First, I think that getting into a quiet place is very important for me because it allows me to kind of just get rid of anything that could be distracting for me, things like that. And with that, once I'm in that quiet place, you know, I try and center myself and then I try and think out three words, you know, I say to myself, what are three words that come to mind of 
what you'd like to see for yourself, let's say out of this year. And then after that, after those three words is when I really start to create that vision for how I want things to go. And then with the things to keep me on track, rewards are important for me. Um, so once I've broken down that vision into goals, um, also giving myself some sort of benchmark along the way. And if you attain this goal, this is going to be that particular reward. And then, like I said, breaking down that vision into manageable goals. That's kind of my formula for strategy and the things that keep me on task or keep me focused. I like that. I definitely think, you know, having those rewards kind of help give you those mental check-ins to kind of say like, where am I at? How close am I to attaining this goal? How how much more do I have to go? So I, I really like that idea. That might be something that I might use myself. Me, I'm a little more visionary. I like to kind of dabble in creating a vision board. So kind of think through like, what are some things that I want to achieve this year? What are some things I want to do? And then I can kind of create a vision board. Um, I've done it on the computer. I've done it on a scrapbook paper. You know, I've hung it by the bed. I've hung it in my office. I've had it on my computer. And for me, it really helps keep things in the forefront, right? So like, what is this vision that I have this for this year? You know, what are these goals I want to attain? What are habits that I want to bring into my life or habits maybe I want to stop? Then, I can kind of create, like you, my thought process. I love like the quiet space, right? Like everybody needs space to be able to like think clearly, kind of focus. And then once I can do that, I can kind of set my goals from there and kind of manifest, you know, those goals and those intentions for the year. I like that, Jess. I like the the, the envisioning part, the, the seeing it, really creating a vision board and keeping you, I think that helps to keep your mind focused on that thing or on those things that you want to attain. It does. When I literally hung it next to my bed, when I woke up every morning, that was the first thing I looked at. So instead of, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I got to get up and I got to start my day. I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. I would look at my vision board and I'm like, I'm getting up today because I have this goal or I have this thing I want to do or... You know, for me, it was just the visionary was important. I like that. And it sounds like it it keeps you positive, too, as you're working toward your goal, which, like you said, oh, I got to get up. I got to, you know, or dreading the work and the effort that it takes to achieve that goal. So I like that it, it puts you in the right frame of mind to take that on rather than being stuck, which can a lot of times, I think, lead us in a failure to start mind frame too. So I really like that. For me, I'm not so much a visionary person. For me, if I want it bad enough, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tackle it. It's just something that I feel like at that point I gotta do. And, and for me, like both of you though, I do take time to sit and reflect because if I don't think about, okay, where am I at? Where do I wanna go? What do I wanna see for myself? If I don't make that time in that space, I may not, I may live my life never creating goals or creating benchmarks for myself. So that for me is key is just separating that out 
And then once I've made the time to think about what it is that I want to achieve, like Devante, you said this year, whatever my time frame might be, I literally have to schedule out the time to work toward it because like Jess, you and I are moms. We things get busy, life gets busy, and oftentimes sometimes our goals are, you know, just getting our kids where they need <laughs> to be sometimes. True. And I think, you know, we can lose ourselves in taking on that mother role too. So for me, scheduling scheduling the time and making it a point to take care of myself is key and doing something for myself. So oftentimes I'll use like Outlook or OneNote as of recent, which Amanda, you've inspired me to start doing. So that has helped me kind of keep on track, continue working toward those goals so that I can actually look back and say, hey, I did this, I achieved it. I actually used one OneNote for my vision board last year. Oh, yes! And when I was going through my OneNote, you know, organizing, kind of planning, like for this year, I was like, oh, I did that, got that done, mm -hmm. mark this off. And then I still have some of the same goals, so I left those on there, but OneNote is amazing. Yeah, I feel like it's so satisfying being able to check those things off your list too. Super gratifying. I really like all the things that you've shared. I feel like I relate with you, Lindsay, of not being someone who, even though I'm such a creative person, I don't create a vision board. And I think that it's just part of who I am as a person to always just be really hardworking. But I really like some of the things that you said, Devante, of kind of sitting in a quiet space. And then I'm gonna definitely try what you were saying of like picking three words and starting there because I definitely feel like I'm someone that's just always going, going, going. And I think I'm more of the type of person that I'll see an opportunity that opens itself up and then I'll decide, okay, do I wanna pursue this and go after this instead of being someone who kind of creates that vision and then seeks out those opportunities. I'm always kind of just sitting around waiting for the opportunity to present itself and like, okay, I'll go after that. So I like that idea of kind of doing that reflection in the quiet place and like Lindsay, what you said too, like reflecting on how you are spending your time and then using some words to maybe find that inspiration to, you know, create that vision. I think you need to give yourself a little bit more credit though, Amanda, because I feel like I always see you with your bullet journal and like there's always things that you're working towards reflecting on. So I think maybe not even realizing you are a little bit more intentional when it comes to decisions and goals and going after and tackling things than maybe you realize. Thanks, Beth. <laughs> I just feel like it's so, it's such a habit. Um, I've been doing that bullet journal method for like six years now so it's just like my main organization tool and I I guess it just is different than when other people talk about like creating their vision but you're right it probably is what's the bullet journal method so the bullet journal method is it's kind of a mix between a journal and a planner and it can be as simple as just having a blank notebook any notebook that you want to use. And the, the basic way to set it up is you kind of start with your table of contents and then you create a future spread. So like putting the dates for, or the months for the next six months. So then you have a space to put upcoming events in. 
And then you have your monthly spread so you can plan and put things in your month. And then every day you have a space to create like to-do lists or you can add like one point I was doing like gratitude lists each day and putting down or if you're into doing habit trackers, you can. And then you can also create spreads kind of in between all of those for things that you're doing. So like in the past, I was reading a book and I was really interested in this book. And so I had a, a space in my bullet journal where I could write down different quotes or different things that stood out to me while I was reading this book. But I like it because I feel like often people will have all these different multiple notebooks where they're keeping all those things separate and instead you create it in one space and it's easy just to take with you everywhere you're going. Ooh, I have to think about that. I like that idea. It's very intriguing. She has shown me her bullet journal and it's really cool. I mean, you even had savings goals in there when you all wanted to buy a new treadmill. Yep. I mean, you had it down to a T of like, we're going to save this and this is what's going to happen and this is when we're going to be able to buy the treadmill and you bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing that is cool is you can make it as simple as you want, or if you're like really into making art, you can buy all the kinds of like pens and highlighters and make it super, super fancy, or you can keep it really simple and just do like writing the date on the top of the page, your to-do list for the day, writing the next day. Yeah, I think there's the, the website if you want to kind of learn more is bulletjournal.com. I'm going to be checking that out because I feel like that'll really help me with making my goals very intentional and then also making sure that I'm creating them into a habit. So once you all have established your vision and creating your vision, how do you break it down into a plan? For me, it's it's using my vision board. So I create my vision. You know, I have, I use visual tools, whether they're photos, whether they're, so I'll give you an example. Last year on my vision board, I had a picture of a house. I had a picture of a car. I had a picture of someone doing yoga. I had a picture of a bottle of water. So some of my intentions that I set last year were I wanted to be able to save to buy a new vehicle. We were saving to be able to buy our very first home. Um, I wanted to amp up my water. You know, so those were kind of things there. And then going, I mean, I didn't have a burnt, a bullet journal, but going off of what Amanda said, I had a planner that I would track like my water in, my water intake. I would track my savings, you know, in my budget, those kind of things um, to kind of work towards achieving those goals that I had set. So for me, it was kind of a mixture of like having my visual tool of my vision board but then also having, you know, a notebook to where I had all like the nuts and bolts. And I'm old school. I love my pen and paper. Same, I really like being able to track things. Um, and, and for me, I like the idea of having something simply inspire me. However, in my world, I need to make it a little bit more habitual. So when I'm making my plan, I think it's really key for me to think about Okay, for example, I know I, there is nothing in this world that is going to wake me up early in the morning if I do not have to be up early in the morning. So if I'm going to work out, that may work great for someone who is an early bird that they're 
going out and running or doing whatever they're doing and you know and the birds are just waking up but that is not me so I have to be mindful of that and realize okay then what time during the day can I set aside time for me where I'm still going to be motivated and be able to make progress on myself so for me it involves a lot of reflection and then also something that's going to allow me to continue to be consistent so every day when I get off work if that's at a regular time can I make that time and and do that like between the hours of five and six before dinner but during a time where I'm not gonna run into an obstacle or something that's going to prevent me from actually executing that plan. I like that a lot, Lindsay. And I think also it can be really important to involve others in your plan too. So whether it's a coworker that you're on a project together and you wanna have someone to be accountable to, or, you know, family or your partner in your personal life. When you were talking, I was just thinking about, I don't know how many years it's been now, but I did a program to become a yoga teacher. And there was a lot, it was a lot of work. I was working full time and the classes were at night. And then I had to go and practice at the yoga studio so many times per week and complete my homework. And I think it was really, really helpful for me to be successful in that goal that I had with communicating with my partner, Kurt, and saying, hey, these are the nights I'm not going to be here for dinner. Can you kind of help me with this? And it was really great to have someone that was fully on board with this goal and this vision that I had for myself and, you know, helped me be accountable too. So when those kind of up and downs happen, you're just not feeling it anymore, but, you know, you don't want to give up that other person can step in and be like, no, you've made it this far. You're almost there. Just stick with it. You got this. I love that. Our brains love anything that's familiar. Familiarity is what I think sometimes stops us when we're working towards something and then you hit those lulls and you're like, oh, it's fine. You know, I don't need to work out today or I don't need a journal today or And then today turns into today and tomorrow. And then it turns into three days or five days. And then you're like, I got to start back all over again. But definitely think having that person helping you be accountable is huge. Yeah, I'm always down with like involving someone else because sometimes, you know, like you all said, we can, I think that people in general can be their own worst enemy and definitely their own worst critic. And sometimes for me, like I can criticize myself out of achieving a goal because it's like, well, you set this goal, maybe I've made a misstep or something and I'm like, well, this goal is too big for you. So you need to do something different. But for me with breaking it down into a plan, it's kind of trial and error sometimes. Because if I think, so if I've come up with my three words, right? I've come up with my vision. And then it's time to break it down into a plan. I'm going to write all of the goals I can think of that are associated with this vision. Or if I've just gotten those three words and that's as far as I've gotten. All the things that I want to accomplish that are associated with this vision are those those words. And then after I've written those down, then I'm going to go through and make sure that they are realistic. Because sometimes in my brain, I have to go through the brainstorming process. The storming and... um, I know there are like uh, pieces of a, a, a group 
like how a group moves, they go storming and norming and things like that. So I have to go through the storming process. And then the once I go through my goals, I cross out what isn't realistic for me. And maybe it's not that it's, I won't get to it or I'm not able to do it, but maybe within this time frame that I have, I don't think that it's something that's feasible. And then after that, there's ordering them in the order that they kind of should be. I think I make a mistake with that sometimes because if I order it, automatically I think that I need to go in this exact order to complete these goals. And that's not always how life goes, right? We make a plan and sometimes we have to deviate from it. I like that because if you're not making realistic goals or setting realistic expectations for yourself, you're always going to feel like you're failing. And we all know that when you feel like you're failing, you know, all those emotions come in of shame and everything else. And then you just want to give up. Right. You know, it's it kind of goes back to kind of the, the smart goals. You know, when we're thinking about those goals, being specific right? That's kind of our intention, making sure that they're measurable, right? Those check-ins that we talked about, uh, making sure that they're attainable. Like you just said, I mean, are they, are they realistic? Are they attainable? I mean, those things are very important. And then kind of creating that timeline, you know, I generally only think smart goals through when I'm thinking financial goals, right? But sitting here talking with you all today made me realize like those go to our personal goals as well not just our financial ones. Yeah, and I think they can really make the difference between like having a big dream, like it'd be your dream to go and do this kind of thing. But I feel like often maybe our dreams are those things that are kind of unattainable and not realistic. So I think using that SMART goal method can either make those dreams into more of a vision and create that plan or kind of make that distinguishment between is this a dream or is this a vision that I can actually attain for sure so we've talked a lot about like vision and our strategies and everything else does anybody want to share maybe a professional or a personal goal or vision that they are working towards right now since it is kind of the kickoff to the new year you know I think a lot of times we spend time to kind of reflect on what we've accomplished, what we're looking forward to this year. Does anybody have anything they want to share? I can share. So my three words that I've come up with or that I came up with for this year are audacity, follow through, and belief. Audacity, because its definition is the willingness to take risks. And I am not a person that takes a lot of risks unless they are very calculated because I have this huge fear of failure. But I think that sometimes we can fail ourselves or sometimes I can fail myself by saying or psyching myself out of taking a risk. So I just want to be more audacious this year, period, in my life altogether. And then follow through just has to do with if I have a, a hope or I have a goal, not just letting it go by the wayside. And then when I when I haven't done that goal, beating up on myself about it. So if I practice and follow through, then that'll help with that. And then also just belief in myself. I think this goes into anything. I need to believe in the abilities that I have. You know, you all have worked with me and I'm often like, you know, 
just saying like, oh, I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. So really just believe in what I do, believe in my abilities. And then so on the personal side, I'll just give you one goal. I want to plan. This has nothing to do with my three words, right? Other than taking risks. I want to plan a 60th birthday extravaganza for my mom. And she doesn't like a lot of things. She likes to stay in her comfort zone. So we're going to be audacious together. So I'm excited to uh, plan that. And then I would also like to double my savings. And then on the professional side, I would like to earn a promotion and launch the business that I have in mind. So I've established like the business name and all that jazz, but haven't really done anything with it outside of that. So I want to get that started. I believe in you, you can do it. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see this year unravel for you. Yes. And watch you attain all of those amazing things. Thank you. I don't know. I I feel like probably lots of our listeners may be feeling this way, but I feel like the pandemic has really kind of shifted some of the habits that I have. And I feel like we got to give ourselves some slack because this is our first pandemic. So we're all like <laughs> trying to figure this out together. Absolutely. <laughs> but I used to every year get really excited around New Year's and create my resolutions and like follow through with them. And then when the pandemic began, it was the year I was turning 30. So I made this big list, like 30 things I wanted to do before I turned 30 or that year that I was 30. And almost every single one of them was not attainable anymore because of the huge changes that we had. So I feel like it kind of squashed my excitement. But I think for this year, one of the things that I want to kind of focus on is slowing down and building in some more of that self time for me. So I have already kind of started reading a lot more and I've really enjoyed getting back into and falling in love with reading again and using that as a way that I can kind of unwind and disconnect from the work day every single day and at the same time I get to learn all kinds of new and different things. So I think I have my quantitative goal is reading 24 books this year so like two a month and I'm chugging away on track with that still. And then another kind of exciting personal thing, uh, last year I joined uh, the art commission in the village that I live in. So we've already been working really hard and we're gonna be getting our first artist to install a piece of public artwork this summer. So it's been a really great journey. And so for me personally, I'm just continuing to show up and put in the time and learn all of these things because it's a very different role than I've ever had, you know, personally or professionally. I've never been on a board or a commission before. So I'm planning on just continuing to work with that and learn as much as I can because I feel like it's been a really great opportunity to learn new things and it might, again, like I said, if another opportunity pops up, I might be able to jump on it because I feel a little more comfortable. Professionally, so I, I don't know, I've been on the Wallet Watch team for a few seasons now, and I 
I've learned all of kind of the backside of things, you know, editing the podcast, adding the music in, the sound engineering, doing all of that production things. And I've learned that I really, really enjoy that side of my job. And so I would like to really learn how to do that in the form of video as well. So that's kind of something that I think would be great for me professionally. Add it on, add some videos onto our Financial 4.0 website. So y'all will have to download that app and stay tuned and follow me and see if I get some videos up there for y'all. I love that. Amanda, I really like what you said about reading books. Um, I think that's one that I thought about last night because Joe and I sat down and we were like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. And then I was thinking, do I have to watch anything? And, and then it brought me back, like I get so tired of scrolling through social media, seeing the same thing every day. I never feel fulfilled after I scroll through that either because I haven't really learned anything new from all those TikTok videos that I sit there watching. <laughs> so for what I have learned is a fail, to be completely honest. So, <laughs> so I, I think that that is something that I'm going to be aspiring to do as well as to pick up reading again. I went to school and, and majored in language literature and writing. And friends, I haven't read a book front to back in 10 years. That's sad. Like that's devastating to me because that's a passion of mine. So I would really love to get back into that for sure. And there are a few in mind that I think I could easily pick up. So that's definitely on the to-do list. Another personal goal that I have is my sister is getting married this summer. So that is super exciting. And that means I have a dress I got to fit myself into. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but that's not to say like I am necessarily challenging myself to lose any amount of weight. I'm more just focusing on the health side of things, making better choices with my eating, making it a point to move more, especially during the pandemic and us going more virtual. Uh, I've been finding myself sitting in a chair a lot. I've had back trouble, also had, you know, blood panel done and those results weren't not anything I was pleased with. So I think making some of those changes just overall and making better choices with eating and moving and really like just thinking about what Matt Johnson said during our On Target Living episode, rest, eat, move, right? A lot of those things struck home for me. So um, one of the things I'd really like to start doing is just journaling and, and finding a way to help hold myself accountable. And then professionally speaking, you all are so amazing to me. You inspire me every day with my job because I'm always bringing things like, hey, this happened today, what can I do? to make that situation better. And that's something that I would personally like to focus on is how can I work on problem solving or coming up with resolutions? Like what can I bring to the team to make things a little bit easier or work through different things in the moment even, and then be able to say like, oh, I came up with that. You know, that'll be a moment of pride for me too. So that's kind of, that's kind of the scope of what I'm working toward. And I'm confident that now that I have an idea and Gotta, gotta make that time, gotta make that space, Devante, right? To sit down and figure out, you know, what are my next steps from here and how can I help, again, hold myself accountable? Well, you can have accountability in us, Linz. We're here yes. to help. We're here to help hold you accountable. Yes. And just like we will help you be accountable, Linz, um, I will be seeking out all of you to help me with some accountability. 
Some of the things personally that I am working on this year, uh, one of my main ones is to stop over committing myself. I am the person that always wants to say yes. I always want to help. I always want to be there for everybody. And I've learned that it's exhausting, right? And I am not saving anything left over for myself. I've had a book for three months that I was like, yep, I'm going to start reading this week. I'm going to start doing it. And I didn't. I actually picked it up a week ago and started it. And I'm so excited because that is like, even if it's 30 minutes a day, that's my 30 minutes of my time that I deserve, right? You talked about us having kids. I wear so many hats, right? I, you know, I come to work and I wear a hat here. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I run a house, and I deserve to have that little bit of time to myself. So for me, it's just stop overcommitting, kind of creating more of that inner peace, that self-care, you know, dedicating more time to myself on that. On the professional side, Devante, like you, I am uh, working towards earning a promotion this year. So kind of have some goals aligned there to kind of help me get there. And I also serve on an advisory board through uh, one of the schools here in our district. And I'm really excited to do more with that advisory board this year. You know, I wanna be able to participate in, uh, in more things, be able to go in and kind of talk to them. Um, you all know, uh, before I got into banking, I was in the field of cosmetology. So I serve on a cosmetology board for students. And so I'm really excited to, uh, to give back. Thanks everyone for sharing all of those goals that you have, your vision for this year. I think between the four of us, we're all gonna be doing some really amazing things in our lives this year. I agree. So another thing that we all have in common is we're all financial educators. So kind of switching gears a little bit here to end out our episode, we as financial educators get to teach the community here in Michigan about financial literacy, financial education, you know, trying to, our goal is to empower everyone to obtain their financial situation that they want to be in, that financial freedom. So I would, I'm interested in hearing every single one of yours favorite piece of advice that you like to give anyone when it comes to their finances. So for me, especially having lived through some debt situations myself where I've almost gotten out of debt and then I fell back into it and have struggled with that from time to time and also did housing and debt counseling previous to my job, I think my biggest piece of advice would be that if you do get derailed, that doesn't mean you have to stop or that doesn't mean you necessarily have to start all over. So I did start working out last month and I was telling some of you that did not go well. <laughs> it, it, went, it went okay for a minute, but then as soon as it, it got hard and I couldn't do the work, like I physically could not do the workout and I couldn't do them day after day. I realized after looking at the support group that I'm a part of, like, why am I forcing myself to do that program? Why don't I try doing something different? And I think the same can be said for our finances. Like if you are struggling or with really any other goal, if you're struggling, look back on it and figure out like, okay, what, what caused you to not succeed and what changes can you make to help yourself 
get back on track and then stay on track. So I think that would be my biggest thing is to not not let it throw you completely off track. I think my favorite piece of advice is that customization is important. So whenever you're creating these goals and these plans, make sure that they are custom to you. And by that, I don't just mean like, I want to, you know, I want to save more money. Or even if you put a, a, a dollar amount to it, but really think to yourself, is that really something that I want to do? Or is that a goal that I've seen on social media or that I've seen around? Just really think through that. And, you know, don't beat up on yourself. I guess that's two of them. So the first thing that came to mind, Amanda, when you asked that question was, I think about when I am out in the community presenting on budgeting, you know, kind of that spending with intention. The one thing I like to say is that when you kind of create that plan to spend funds, right, whether it's paying off debt, whether it's paying bills, whether it's saving for a vacation, right? I think so many times the word budgeting gets such a negative stigma around it, right? Because people think it's automatically a restriction of how they can spend their money. And so when I'm out presenting on that, I always like to kind of debunk all of those myths, all of that negative talk around the word budgeting and really let people know that like spending your money with intention and spending it the way you want to is really empowering, right? It's empowerment. It feels so good to be able to spend your money on the things that you want to spend it on, right? And kind of thinking with it through that lens. I mean, obviously, right, if you're working through paying off debt, like, how do you turn that into a positive? How do you turn that into something exciting? Like, I can't wait to pay this credit card off because then I'm going to be debt free. You know, I can't wait to, you know, save a little bit here or save a little bit there to take that vacation or take that trip. You know, maybe you want to start spending with intention, budgeting your money so you have more money left over at the end of the month, right? So you feel more comfortable, right? Nobody wants to get paid, pay all their bills and then feel stuck. Like, how am I gonna survive the next time until I get paid? I love those tips that you all brought. And I feel like some of those tips I share in my own way too. And I think that they're all very, very important. I really like to nerd out about credit and I love teaching people about credit especially, you know, college age students learning about credit and something that kind of goes along with credit and not really is really related to having like financial goals and savings goals and, you know, spending with intention, but just reminding people to be proactive when it comes to protecting your identity. It is so, 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 so important to get in the habit of checking your credit report and making sure that everything that's being reported on there actually belongs to you. And if you're able to get into that habit, you're gonna be able to spot any red flags when it comes to, hey, this address doesn't match any of the address that I've lived at, or there's an application that someone submitted in my name for a store card. I didn't do that. And if you're able to kind of spot those things right away, you'll be able to protect your identity versus pulling your credit report and seeing that, oh my gosh, there are three credit cards that I never opened in my name. There's all this money on them. 
and having to kind of go through that whole process of repairing your identity after it's been stolen versus being in that preventative mode. So financial educator coming out in me on WalletWatch, annualcreditreport.com. Go get your credit report for free. Definitely check it out. I even recommend checking out your children's if you have kids. Lindsay, I don't know if you've done this, but I do it with my son. He's 13. I periodically will check his credit just to make sure that like, you know, no fraudster has gotten a hold of his identity because, you know, working in the branches prior to being a financial educator, I remember having a college student walk into my office to open up an account and a credit card. And then when we pulled their credit and there was stuff that had been opened in their name when they were three years old and it was having a negative impact on their credit score, you know, working through that and talking through that, it was, it was tough. So I do, I mean, I check my sons as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jess and Amanda, for having Devante and I back on. It was so awesome, Amanda and Devante, being on Wallet Watch with you, and I'm definitely going to be missing our time together. However, Amanda and Jess, I have so much faith in you both that you will continue to make this so amazing for our listeners, and I really look forward to seeing you both and what you do moving forward with the podcast. Thank Thank you, Lindsay. Lindsay. Yes, likewise. Thank you all for the invite. And uh, now after three years of doing Wallet Watch, I get the opportunity to just be a listener. And I'm so excited to see the direction that you all will take it. And I know it'll explore new heights. So, yeah. Thank you. You are welcome. I know walking into this podcast, I have big shoes to fill. So I hope that I make you both proud this season. I'm really excited uh, for what we have planned. And this episode today was absolutely amazing. Thank you for providing your insight, you know, talking through goals and vision and intention. I'm really excited to periodically check in with all of you throughout the year and kind of see where we're at. Yes, and thank you again, Lindsay and Devante, for joining us today. And thank you so much for being our previous hosts to Wild Watch. You did amazing job on the seasons that you were on. And I definitely have learned so much from you, not only about making and being on a podcast, but also professionally and personally, you've had an impact on my life. So thank you so much. And now it's time for the CU Spotlight. At MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union, we are always looking for ways to educate individuals on the importance of smart money management. WalletWatch is one of the great ways that we are able to do that but we also have additional resources that you are able to utilize for free. Financial 4.0 is a free app and website that offers users access to their own personalized budget tracker, financial quizzes, published articles, weekly tips, and so much more. It's a fun and interactive way to learn about money and take control of your finances. If you are interested in learning more, visit www.financial.com financial40.org or 
Find us in your app store by searching Financial 4.0 for MSU or Financial 4.0 for OU. Wallet Watch is written, hosted, and produced by Amanda Khan and me, Jessica Rubio. Our executive producers are Ariana Saldana and Lauren Kolarczyk. Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. You can find more episodes of this podcast at our credit union's website, financial40.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.